0: You're telling me to live a purposeful life, an intentional life in which I'm owning what that what will be the end of that dash for me will be a a meaningful, significant life of purpose that people remember me for. Will I just be remembered for nothing? Mm -hmm. Right. So I want to have people remember me. You know, and I think every one of us everybody
1: does. Everybody wants to make an impact, right? Like everyone. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Like like everyone has a desire. To be needed and to to make an impact to be significant Th- in what we do they do yeah, everybody does right and and the thing is is like everyone is significant, everyone matters, everyone like like everyone's needed right and yeah. and it's and it's everyone no one's more important than the other in this world that everyone thinks that status matters, right, and uh you know it's a it's a it's a it's an aspect to where you just got to be what you want to be. Right. Like everybody's, you know, not, not trying to live to be what someone else wants you to be, but you got to live what you want to be. And, you know, so yeah, with the dash, right. Uh, on the dash, we, you know, have t-shirts, stuff like that, but we also uh, are coming out with the new hydration formula. So dash hydrate. Yeah. Um. So talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, you know, one of the pieces that, you know, the, the core elements, and that's what, that's what the dash is, is about, it's like back to the basic stuff. Like, like when life gets complicated, it's because someone is trying to sell you on what they want you to do. Yeah, it's a distraction. Right, it's a distraction, it's static. And so, you know, I, I felt like that this hydration formula, you know, look, I, I work out all the time. I see a ton of them out there. You know, we're, we're pushing it towards the first responder market, you know, the market that I'm at. Like I yeah. see a need for it, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's a hydration formula that that's healthy, right? It's um, no sugar. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really taste, taste great. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, comes from a a place that, that is, um, it's a, it's a performance. We, we, we talk about it. It's a formula that's made, um, that's made for people whose lives depending on you by people whose lives depend on them.
0: Yeah. So I'll break it down in my terms. So I'm a caveman, as you know. Mm-hmm. and you I would yeah right and I would just pound water when yeah. I was working out, thinking like this is nothing's better than water and I would be pissing every 30 minutes in the middle of a workout or a race or something and I was like I don't care I'm just going to use water it's pure mm-hmm. and then I realized this whole thing about min- mineral deficiencies and all the and I just started plowing through all the liquid IV stuff like I've I've tried them all. I mean, yeah. I think I asked you, I'm like, before you made your own, what were you using? You're like, Hey, listen, yeah. you, you know, we're all kind of rotating in and out. I saw you use the Jocko one all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I always said, I'm like, I like it, but it has to be sustainable. Like I it has to be a part of my, my, my yeah, or my habits. I could do all the time. It's,
1: it's built for people that want to perform every right? day, every day. Right. And like, look, you don't, I'm not saying you got to go be in, you know, an ultra marathon, you got to do ultra marathon, shit like that. It's for people who, who, like want to perform, right? Like when you talk about, you know, you look, you take, you know, 10, 15% hydration down, like your mind, your mental function starts going, right? Like, like your, like your ability to, to think, uh, and make decisions, right? Like it it starts to affect those things, right? Like, and everybody's walking around dehydrated, you know, the majority of Americans are walking around dehydrated, um, you know, so to be able to, to, to give them something. And then, you know, you look under nutritionalized. Is a whole other aspect. You know, I started in the IV company. Yeah, um, so talk so, about that. So I started with a company, and because and, all this didn't just come up like, oh, hey, I'm going to be another supplement brand. Like, let me just throw this at the wall. I um, started a company called the Dash IV, and I started, ultimately, I initially started thinking it was going to be for hangovers, right? And that's
0: exactly I, why, I'm, like, you'll be at DCAC this year. Yeah. Year I have a hangover station, and you guys are the hangover providers, because- Everyone goes hard in the paint on the first night. Every one of these conferences is about networking, right? I mean, we have amazing speakers too, but sometimes it wouldn't even matter who's on stage. They came to meet everyone else that's there, right? And everybody got banged up. having They're going to stay up as long as they can all night long to invest as much time as they can into people they see very rarely. Mm -hmm. So as much as it's for athletes, it's really for the professionals, in my opinion, that are going to – if they're not going to be able to come see you for a liquid IV – like to actually get the whole, yeah. they need to have this as the alternative for it.
1: Well, and like in this, yeah. So like that was exactly what you're talking about is, you know, we, we launched it thinking that, that, you know, I was going to fix the problem of, I was going to use an opportunity, but to fix the problem of, uh, you know, hangovers. Because that's, that's what I had, we'd known IVs as. And then COVID hit and nobody wanted to go see any of these people when they were sick. I was a firefighter at the time. I was on an ambulance and uh people started calling me, asking me if they I could give them an IV. And I was like, yeah. I, we didn't shut down once. Uh I would go to people's houses, I, they would ask me to to throw it in like a suitcase, don't wear my scrubs, you know, and but I was not going to tell anyone no.
0: And you were giving them vitamins. Yep.
1: Yeah, so like... and and I started seeing this was crazy. I started seeing the impact. You know, we're a generation that doesn't understand the the proactive side to health, the 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 side of health of give your body what it needs to do what it does, which is heal, recover, and watch what it does. Uh, we're the side of hey, let me take this pill, let me do something synthetic, whatever, right? And I, I'm not let me let me say this on the other side. Of I'm not some hippie, right? And it just says hey, like let's do this. Um, but I started truly seeing the impacts of these IVs on people, you on know, the quality of life, on the quality of life and, and helping them recover from COVID. Right. So we never shut down. And then we started getting into, you know, like started, started following Huberman, Peter Atia, uh, you know, the, really the, the giants in the industry, um, got with, uh, David Drury, who's a, a PA who's really incredible at this stuff, really mixed up you know, all these formulas. And then what I did is I was like, well, why aren't these other, why are these other hydration places? Why do they, like, what's the, like, what's wrong with their IVs? Like, why do people say it's placebo? And I, I so what I would do is I'd spend every, once a day, I would call one or two of these places. And what I would do is I'd ask them what their formulas were. And I would tell them, because my doctor wanted to know what was in it before I came and got it. And they were putting in, they have an industry and in the industry, they have what's called um, um, conservative dosing. So they put in the very bare minimum as they can. And they're like, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a liter bag. The fluid is what's going to do it. You're going to piss that fluid out. Right? Like it, it's like, it, instead your body really needs the vitamins, right? Like I get you could be dehydrated, but a 500 bag is going to, is going to hydrate you. Right? Like, and, and so we started seeing, it, so we developed our own formulas um, to where it's, you know, it is therapeutic dosing. So like you said, so then it evolved and, you know, we still have an IV clinic in Lakeway right now and um, we do mobile IVs. We do all that. We also got into the hydrofacial stuff and and that aspect of it, the spa side of it. Um, but then I was like, okay, I got these people coming in and I'm seeing the difference that they're feeling. Like I'm watching these people, you know, look, That I tell them, you come to me, and if you don't feel better the next day, then you can have your money back on your IV. And um, I've never had to give anybody their money back yet. And, and and look, I'm not saying I'm the one that came up with the formulas, but, like, the guys that I'm with came up with these formulas, and, like, they're just, they're badass. So then um, I wanted to find something, like, how can I substitute in between the days that they're not getting IVs? And so we came up with this hydration formula, um, you know, in order to substitute in between that uh, to basically help people stay hydrated, to, to help people feel better, to help people perform and, and help people stay healthy, you know?
0: I love it. I think that, you know, we'll be able to introduce – you'll be uh, doing your IV drips at DCAC mm-hmm. this year, I expect. I think we normally go through 150, 200 of those a year, right? Um, and I think the sponsor that we have uh, for that every year is a, a – great outfit uh, another veteran former navy guy like myself that owns that shop and and they they've always loved to do the ivs for the obvious reason right people come to austin for a conference a technology conference let's be honest they some people don't come you know because of the speakers and they don't come because of what we're trying to give them they're just coming because network. who's all going to be there that want to network and they want to go you know they're going to network for all 24 hours in the day if they can and they're going to need an iv drip and some and some powder so they'll be able to get a their hands on your yeah. f- secret formula. Plus, I mean, how long until you're going to be launching uh, your your uh, product that we could put into our own bottles of water?
1: Should be. I'm hoping November first. Cool. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Well, we'll probably have you back on multiple times as a friend of the show, anyway. But there'll be times where we'll be pushing that out because our industry is awesome. I mean, I love the data center. I loved what we did in the military, and I love the military still. But I do love this industry. I don't know of another industry that is as welcoming to veterans as this one or where there's enough opportunity for veterans to have the ability to literally do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the best part about this industry is how dynamic it is. And um, we have a lot of conferences and those conferences have a lot of networking, extreme, quote unquote, networking, where a lot of people could end up um, waking up the next day hungover. And I think that these are the types of things that we want to be introducing yeah. to those people because at the end of the day, it helps them have a better quality of life and their output and productivity. Or, or
1: just traveling, right? Like, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, whether you're a single mom that's, that's burning the, the candle at both ends, uh, that's out there raising their kids, it's, you know, or you're, you're out there, you know, burning it down, you know, trying to, to network or, or whether you're traveling, whether you don't feel good, right? Like any of it, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a, um, you know, it's it's what we say the Dash IV for all your recovery needs, right?
0: So the Dash again, like the genesis behind that was you're trying to provide us, the consumer, with the tools and the resources we can to own the Dash, mm-hmm. to make our lives healthier and stronger. What else do you have, you know, with the Dash as it continues to evolve? Is there other things that you're trying to do? I know that there were some times where you were doing things at local gyms and you were doing gym circuits yeah. and, and just trying to get yeah. people healthier.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, you know, like, uh, you know, ultimately – you know, we're, we're about to launch a fitness app called Honor the Oath, um, you know, because I, I think that, that, you know, everything that comes down to to you as an individual, and that's what the military taught us, right? Like, when you go back to the military, you look at any high-performing teams, and this is, this is what a lot of companies have gotten away from. Um, but when you look at, you think about the military, like, it doesn't matter whether you went in the Navy, you went into the Marine Corps, Army, whatever. When you show up to boot camp, they first teach you how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. They have a standard for everything, right? Like why, why, you know, in the Marine Corps, like there was a, you know, I think General Smith talked about this. He said, why is your, your ribbons an eighth of an inch above your left breast pocket centered? Well, he's like, nobody knows, but it's because it's a target for you to try to hit. Um, like that's why, why, why are your bootlaces like left over right with your dog tag, the third one up, right? It's because it's like the more, the more profound I can make these, these standards for you to meet, like, then you're going to try to meet those standards and we're going to be more consistent and we're going to be able to track more, right? What doesn't get tracked doesn't get fixed. Mm. And so, um, what they do is they teach you how to take care of yourself. Like they, they teach you how they want your beds made, like all that shit, right? And then after you get to where you can take care of yourself, you still see people who can't do that. But the people who get done faster, what do they do after they get done faster because they've already had their shit taken care of? They take care of them. That becomes leadership, mm-hmm. right? And so I believe that if I can help you get yourself, figure out your rhythm, your routine that works for you. And that's all I'm doing. All I do is ask questions. All I do is, is put you, get, provide you opportunities. And then you figure out where you want to be. Ultimately, when you get to a better place, you're going to bring everybody else to a better place, right? And, like, that's the same thing with what the dash is, right? And, like, if you're healthier, if you feel better, well, you're going to help everybody else feel better, right? If you're healthier, if you're, you know, like, it, it's it's a – it's the, the most impactful thing that we can all do on the face of the planet is be an example and live an example. And so um, that's what The Dash is about, right? And then, you know, we're, we're going to start putting on, you know, probably next year, I'd say next spring, we're going to start putting on leadership conferences. Um, and and what people, what, what all these companies are missing is they don't, like, everybody's suffering. I don't care. I don't care whether... It's it's, you know, brought on or whether it's not, or like whether you do it intentionally, whether it's not, whether it's expected, whether it's not, like you can either suffer as individuals or you can suffer as a team. And where do the strongest teams come from? Like stress the, inoculation. Stress inoculation, right? Like why when we're working out, all I'm doing is is talking create, shit on me. Well, talking shit on you. <laughs> but creating an environment, a controlled environment for you to struggle in. Yeah. And then guess what? Like if, as long as I can make those struggles harder in that environment than what you're going to face daily, everything else isn't a struggle.
0: I think that what I was able to get from all of our engagements, try to imagine the first time that you, you came, right? You were giving, you know, every quarter I'd bring my leadership team in for their race cars, right? You bring them off the track every 90 days and 90 laps and see what's squeaking and what's broken. And then you make changes. You tune it up, you get it as as healthy as you can. You send it back out for another 90 days of racing. Right. And there's a lot of rubbing and racing in in the business that we're in. And, and you get a lot of opportunity, you know, in real time with these people. When I met with you, um, the first time you were given my team IVs, right. And, and then they were benefiting as a byproduct of that in spite of themselves or the knowledge of knowing what was in that bag. They just knew that this is better than what I'm doing, which is probably a lot of really bad decisions from last night or whatever. And this is going to help me. But the whole package that came with that owning the dash narrative was I got the IV drip. And then I think you end up staying. And and in that time, as you're hooking people up, you're you're literally filling the cup of every one of those members of my leadership team in ways that I can never do it. Right. So there's things that. Like, if I was almost like a parent, I could say the same thing to my kids, and that doesn't mean shit. But if a a really good secondary influence, it could be a teacher, a coach, another kid's parents, whatever, they could say the same thing, and it's the gospel coming from the burning bush, right? And you came in that one day, and I think that my team at the end thought that we staged that. And I was like, no, not a single chance. That That was the first time that you and I really Mm -hmm. were talking. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. And we, we... we, we, we covered an entire range of shit in like two hours. Mm-hmm. And they were – we didn't even realize it, but then they were all – Oh, they were all around. yeah, yeah. And then we just had this thing. But you were dumping so much onto them that aligned to the purpose of the dash, right? So I'm like, these guys got it because everything you do is – you know you practice everything you espouse. So I know that when I'm coming to you, I know that there's nothing that you're saying that you wouldn't do or haven't done. And you understand that there's a value behind everything. Everything's intentional. Mm-hmm. So in that point, you were doing that. So when you do your leadership summons, I think that my advice would be for if you're a leader of a business right now and you're in Austin, Texas, and you want to really jump start your team, you should call Dakota and have him come to your office and hit your 10, 15, 20 employees. And as he's shooting them up with the stuff that's going to help them be healthier and stronger, thus having a higher output and productivity, yeah. you could also pour into their brains some of these things that you're doing because... You're hitting it from all levels right it's like energy it's just like you're hitting the cup here you're hitting the cup there and by the time i was done my team was like that may have been one of the the healthiest things that they've been able to do spiritually and emotionally as well as physically Yeah. and one bang for the buck so the way you package the dash i'm trying to help others that are trying to understand it from my context is I've done it. I've tried to play on every side of those things you have. And I see the benefits individually as a contributor to my leadership team. And I've seen how it directly contributes to the value of those leaders on my team.
1: Yeah. And what I, what I try to do is I try to customize it to what your needs are, right? Like, like a DCAC. uh, um,
0: Just a bunch of hungover people.
1: Yeah. A bunch of hungover people. But, um, but, you know, it's like the, um, you know, we're going to do, we're going to do a, I'm going to be talking out there. Yeah, you're you're doing um, the keynote address with me. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna do, you know, a Q and A and it's and, and like a lot of people so I, I think it's I think it's very dangerous. Like my podcast called You're Human. Um it's a call what's in your, show. What's your
0: podcast called it's again? It's
1: called You're Human.
0: I want others to be able to find that so yeah, you're And human. so it's
1: a call in show, right? Every Tuesday. And the reason I did it that way is because you know, it's it's easy to sit down and talk to people you know in a kind of that a controlled be. environment, right? Um It's a call-in show where there are no, there's no filtering. They're like, 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 and so a lot of the problem with the world right now, and it's a dangerous thing is, is, is they've gotten into these echo chambers. Like this is the first time in, in ever that you can choose exactly what you listen to and what you don't. And if you don't agree with it, it, it does, it means it's wrong. You turn it off. And so basically you can just literally find your own places to support your own bullshit, which we all know is, is very, very dangerous, and that's what you see right now. Like nobody's their ideas aren't being challenged. So then, great ideas are 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 getting left behind sometimes because they're not being put in the pressure cooker and they're not being challenged. And and people aren't having to grow because we don't have to stand face to face and we don't have to talk and and like we don't have to communicate. And like our ideas and stuff are are like they're only challenged when we want them to be challenged, right? And like uh, that's that's how weakness begins. I think that we
0: started when parents started telling kids, don't talk about politics, religion or these things, because then there could be friction when the reality is, is we had to be teaching. Like I intentionally said
1: that lawyers started this.
0: Yeah. Well, I've tried to make it to where I'm like, not only do I want my kids to be able to talk about it, high, wide and deep, but I'm like, they should be tolerant of any, like, just because they don't believe in what we believe in doesn't make them stupid. And try to find a way to have friendships and relationships with people that are completely the opposite. I mean, I I have a dozen people that work with me that could not be more opposite than me in every aspect of what they do, but they're a blind spot to me in that sense. And that's why they're there is to speak and see those things that I don't see.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like with me, like, man, I didn't, I don't care. I don't care who you pray to or who you vote for. Mm -hmm. Right. Or or who you you doesn't Nobody gives a shit. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't go over and fight for, you know, I didn't go over and fight for white people. I didn't go over and fight for African-Americans. I didn't go over and fight for Hispanics. Right. I didn't go fight for Democrats. I didn't fight for Republicans either. Right. Um, I didn't fight for Muslims. I didn't fight for Christians. Right. Like I fought for Americans. And what people forget is, is that without all those things, you don't have Americans. Right. And all those things make up, that's what makes this country the greatest country on the face of the planet. I agree. And, um, you know, and that's that's kind of the way that I live. That's the way I teach my kids. You know, I I I want them to understand that, like, you know, everybody has a different view, and everybody's important. And you know, you shouldn't judge people based off of what they believe. You should base people. You know, you should judge people based off of what they do.
0: Yeah, actions only. Right. I think um, you know taking that full circle because I wanted everyone to understand who you were and where you came from. A lot of really intelligent people in this space. Some of them have never been. I mean, think about less than one percent of the U.S. population will ever serve in military, which means that, yeah, it's like cancer in many cases where there's like someone in their family had cancer, someone in their family was in the military, but not everyone has a direct connection. So understanding, you know. Where you come from is you wear the heaviest metal around your neck that has ever been made in the military and I know how much you uh, can't stand you know probably hearing that but the reality is is they don't give those things away and when people that you meet that have earned those things not posthumously, they tend to have more they, they practice what they espouse they, they live in a certain way and there should be uh, a little bit of an orbit around that that those of us can benefit from and you do that. But you also have this own the dash because it transcends beyond the worst day. You've turned the worst day of your life into one of the most meaningful purposes of a career that you could have in your life. I don't know how many people listening to this are going to wake up or woke up today miserable to go to work and they don't love what they do. You and I don't have those problems. Couldn't even understand. And
1: it's not and it's not because we're any better or because we got dealt a better hand Mm-mm. or because we were, you know, well, things are different. Like, you no, know, it's, it's because we made a different choice. Right. And, and the choice was that we're going to choose us first with the intentions of being able to help others later. Right. And that's, that's the ultimate it, right? Like everything in life, whether, whether you, you know, you excuse it or not. Um, I don't care who you are. It goes back to the airplane model. Like, if, if it's going down, they tell you to put what mask on first. Yeah, yourself. yours
0: first. So then you yeah, you balance. know what?
1: You might be able to. You might be able to. Let's say you don't put your mask on first and you go out. You Let's say you put on 30 people's mask. At some point, you're going to end up not being able to put the mask on for somebody else because you're going to run out of air. And that's the reality of it, right? Like, um, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, ultimately, you're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. And, and, you know, I, I understand that, look, I, I love taking care of people. I love helping people, but I understand that for me to be able to help more people, I got to help myself and I have to make myself stronger and I have to make myself better. And my friend, uh, my friend, Sarah Verardo, uh, she says that, you know, um, if you have the ability to do good, you should do good. Uh, and if you don't have the ability to do good, you should be spending all your time focused on coming up with the ability to do good so that you can do good.
0: I think one of the first things that you helped me discover or taught me was um, there was a guy that was sitting around us and he was like, (laughs) we were talking about patching together, you know, week after week of staying healthy. And his message was like, I can't, I don't have the time. And you're like, bitch, if you work out, it's like lighting this fire that gives you energy to go be way more productive. It's like dry. I always tell my guys, I'm like, you're like the guy that has the flat tire, but you just left Austin and you're driving to Dallas and you refuse to pull over to fix that tire because it takes too long to fix that tire. So you're just going to drive with it broken. And I'm like, but if you stop and fix it, you could catch up real fast mm-hmm. and get ahead. And some people are like, yeah, I don't have the time to work out um, because I'm too busy. And I'm like, well, if you made the time to work out, you would be more productive and less busy. But you would be able to be more efficient in the way. Do you, want you me execute. tell
1: you how I get everybody on this when they start down that road? Yeah. What do you say? I say, um, so pull up your phone. And uh, there's this awesome aspect to the phone now called screen time.
0: I'll tell you what you're using. And
1: I tell you, hey, give me give me your three problems you have in your life. Give me the three things that you complain about the most in your life that, that, are, that you want changed. And then what I want you to do is I want you to look at your phone and your screen time on your phone. And I want you to take 50% of that that you spend daily. And I want you to put it solely towards those three problems and let me know where you're at in 60 days
0: and how's that received?
1: Well, you you just you eliminate their excuses, right? Yeah. You 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 let them know, you know, and actually I'm I'm coming I'm I'm in the middle of this I got a book going a to a publisher. Yeah, a new book going to to a publisher and and I talk about that in in this in this book of most people are walking around life and they don't even know the target that they're trying to hit. Right? So I call it the box method. I give it to my kids. Like I could I could walk them in here right now and I, you could look at them and you could say so it's the, it's the box that I expect of them to put every decision through, right? And if it doesn't fit in the box, it doesn't work, right? And so for my daughters, it's to be strong, to uh, be kind, to be respectful, and to be a leader, right? That's the four sides of their box, right? And so every decision that they make, every action that they take, like I asked them, hey, did what you just did, does it fit in the box, well, no, it doesn't. Well, then it was the wrong decision, right? Most people are going through life and they don't even live as conscious of a life as my kids do, right? And they got to back up. They wonder why they're not where they want to be. It's because they don't even know where they're going, right? It's like getting on an airplane with without a destination, right? You're gonna You're going to have to land somewhere that you don't want to be and you're going to be out of fuel. And it's like it's the same thing in life. It's like you can either live the life you want or you can live the life that somebody else wants you to live. And if you're not happy when you wake up every day, like if you're not happy with where you're at, like you have the power to change it. And that's what the, the Dash is about. Own the Dash is nothing more than empowering people to be who they want to be and what they want to be, right? In any industry. In any in industry. any aspect like, of life. And it doesn't matter what it is, right? Like, Parents, And, and that's, where, that's where Honor the Oath comes in, right? Like, What
0: will that app do?
1: So the app is, it's a, it's a fitness app, right? It breaks down the workout. Like, so it's a, it's all, so every. In a community too, in right? In a community, right? So like what, what we did was is, um, it's everybody's digitally connected, right? So you can, you can, uh, you know, put your workouts up on there, but like we put out a workout on on Sundays, it comes out and then based off where you, like you would test out the first two weeks, right? You do 15, 15 different measurements. And wherever you're at, it decides like, if you're a white belt, you're a red belt, green belt, whatever belt. Right. And so that's where your plan, so like we could do the same workout, but it scales it based off where your fitness plan is with the intentions of building up in every. Individual growth. Individual growth in every quarter, individual growth, but suffering as a community. Yeah. With the goal of every quarter, you go back to that assessment and you get better
0: and you get to measure yourself against yourself.
1: Yeah. Against yourself.
0: Right. And then it's all the way up to black belt, all the way up to,
1: you know, just like a karate belt, just like, just, just like, just like MMA, just like all that. Right. And so it's, it's progress and it's, it's progress through progression. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's literally, you can make progress through all this, you know, doing this and, and it shows you, it has a road for you. Right. Like, um, but, but I believe that, that, all I'm doing. And it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to want to be a firefighter. You don't have to want to be a, a, a you know, go over and, and be a Navy SEAL. Like, honor the oath is about, we all take the oath. And the only oath that we truly owe anybody is to be who we say we are. Right. And the oath of, we we you take oaths. I mean, I'm an oath. I, my, I'm a dad, right? Like, I'm you know, I'm uh, i am a fiance, I, I'm i a leader, like all these things. I'm a friend. Um, And I have a responsibility to make sure that I earn all that every single day. And I live up to what the expectations that go along with that are. And that's what honoring the oath is. Honor the oath that you took. You said, if we're friends and I told you I wanted to be your friend, then I should respect you enough to be a damn good friend to you. And I should honor that oath, right? Like Oath is nothing more than a commitment and make a commitment, right? Like be who you want to be, right? Quit walking around. And, and I have this theory about people walk around and and they've gotten so negative because being negative is, it, 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 it raises all your... It's
0: addicting for it's a lot of people. It's
1: addicting, right? Like it's no different than eating that, that that you know, big donut, right? You eat that donut, it tastes good, right? Like it, it makes you feel good because that sugar high... But then what happens a few hours later? You crash and you feel like shit and you're inflamed, right? And so what do you do? You keep trying to eat more donuts. And so Well, the like,
0: negativity also attracts a lot more negativity.
1: Well, because you know why? Cuz it feels good. Right? It's an emotional response. Right? Like that's why people watch all this reality TV shit. Like that's why all this comes down because because it makes people like it it triggers your emotions. It triggers all that, right? It's almost like I mean, it's it's damn near like PTSD, right? Like people get hung in these combat zones. And so it's chaos. And so like they have all this chaos and they're just addicted to fucking chaos. Right. And so like that's where all this negativity comes. And it's like, let's just take it out. Like, hey, like we don't have to fight. Like there ain't no fighting, like I want you to be whatever you want to be. Right. You want to.
0: I think for me, owning the dash, it reminds me of uh, when I had cancer, like, you know, that Time you could have a trivial little argument with someone in your family, or there could be something here and there, and all these little things that are, and then all of a sudden, when you learn about mortality, you know, everything else just gets uh, it goes away. I don't know what happens to it, but you don't ever hear it or see it anymore. Yeah, and only the things that are most important in life shift the to top dead center, and that becomes the uh the only thing worthy of your fo- your focus and time. Right. And then you can be distracted. I mean, I'm distracted. We all have habits in life and I'm not, I'm not going to be a slave to my body every day. I'm still going to go out and have long nights and need IV drips, you know, but I also am going to spend a lion's share of my time being able to, you know, have the ability to do that, you know, whether it's the resources or the, the health to do that. Right. But I mean, I think there's too much of a good thing is a bad thing, but you, we need to be a, putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations every day. I think that could be from the podcast that we wake up to and listen to in the morning when we're working out or driving to work to, you know, what we're doing after work. Are we going to go put out and and get that workout in before we have that dinner? I I think for me, it's doing the things that I don't want to do most and then watching how that changes everything else. Like, remember, I was getting way too, I was just, I couldn't, I was getting overheated every time we were in the last 10 minutes. I would always be dying. Yeah. And finally I was like, I think my hydration's all shit, you know? And then I'm like powering through all these things, but my hydration was great today. You know, I felt, I mean, I had other problems, but it's just one thing or the other, there's always going to be something. But like those little things that I'm tuning up and tweaking on, like I'll fix my eating habits if I work out. Yeah. Because if I work out, when I get done working out, I don't want to eat a donut. And I definitely don't want to eat a burger or any of those things, you know, but when I... I've learned that if I just do that, my body tells me exactly what I need. You have to flip the whole model. Like, I'm going to eat healthy, and then I can work out. I'm like, no, no, just work out and be humbled, and then your body will tell you what changes need to come. as A hundred percent. You hundred
1: know? and, percent. And it's not about, like, living some stringent lifestyle. It's about, like, fixing solution-based living. Well, right? you do
0: it for a lot of reasons, too. Tell people, you know, bringing this full circle is, you know, you, you're this guy that came from Kentucky and had this incredible um, – you know, um, situation and circumstance in your life that in many respects is tragic and in other respects defined every element of the impact that you make on the world today, Yeah. right? And without stress, stress is the only place of growth. You know, uh, trauma is the only place of growth in some cases in yours, you know, one out of a million people would have responded to it in the mindset in which you had and now you've used it to create a movement for those like us. Yeah to buy into and be a part of. But you also stay very relevant. Remember one time I was like, Dakota, like I'm not trying to be the man I was, you know, like I've raced, you've raced with, I mean, you worked out with Caden, Caden beat me by an hour in a triathlon, Olympic distance triathlon, like a year and a half ago. I was like, I'm done doing triathlons with him. <laughs> I had a son that did a super Spartan with me and he dumped me at mile two. And I was racing with 10 other media yeah. Spartans. He was going into his freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. And he dropped me at mile two and beat me by an hour, right? Well, all of us, you know, but I'm like, I'm done trying to be the man when your teenage sons are going to smoke you and a yeah. ring. But I asked him, like, why do you push yourself so hard, you know, carrying your 185 pound dummy around and shit like that? But like those workouts that we do, I'm not saying they're designed for firemen, they're designed to change and save lives, right? And I see that for what it is, but you're a first responder still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're... I remember I'm like, why do you still jump onto ambulances and put yourself in harm's way and be in fire trucks and going into, you know, I was listening to you on the Rogan podcast, the last one you did. And you're like, yeah, to go into this creek. And yeah. if not you, then who, yeah. you know, but those stories, why do you do that? That's first responder part of you. Is it justice? Is it your motivation? Is it they? That I mean,
1: I just like, I, I mean, I, like, I, I, it almost feels selfish. Like, to be honest with you, like it, it just, it it does almost feel selfish. Like. I get man, I get so much out of just being able to help people. And like man, I get on that fire truck and and you know I I mean I get to be what what you know, I mean I That's the I, fun I, it sounds I, like I get to I mean it's not I mean it ain't the sexiest job in the world, right? Like um But it's the most meaningful. Yeah, I mean like I like when people call us like they need us. Uh whether it's an emergency to us or not, like sometimes these people that we go and see, um, we're the only people on the face of the planet that care about them. Mm. And, um, you know, for me, it's like, as long as I can still let them know somebody cares about them, right? As long as I can show up and I can be a positive attitude and and uh, I can remind them that somebody on earth cares about them. And, and, and I think it's important, right? And, um, you know, I believe that, and I always say, look, I believe, because this is how I believe. Uh, and I don't push on anybody else. Yeah. But when I hear sirens in the city, you know, when people talk about all the bad, as long as there's sirens still in your city, they're still good. And as long as that's there, it doesn't matter how, what's going on politically, it doesn't matter what's going on on your TV. As long as you can still dial 911 and there are still people willing to show up and try to make your problems better um, there's hope there's hope right and so for me like i I think it's important you know and I think one of the biggest things for my children and I've got two daughters is is to um to see how important that is because i I want them to to be that someday I want them to know that that um that their dad always cared right their dad always gave more than he took from this country. And, um, you know, it's easy, you know, and I'm not I'm not talking down to it, but I mean it's easy to, to stroke a check to a charity. It's easy to it's easy to do stuff like that and, and say, hey, look, I did my part, which is, is very important. It's very important.
0: And I appreciate you for your service.
1: But yeah, but um, but to, to be able to get on, a you know, to, to go and give your time and then your skills and your resources. Right. Like because it's not it's not easy, like being. Yeah, You know, like, you know, I like thankless.
0: I, it's very thankless too.
1: It is. It is. Right. And, and, um, you know, our deal. first responders are, are our first responders. Like to me, when you talk about my circle, like you talk about the people that hold me accountable, dude, it's, it's these first responders that I, I get on a truck with these men and women who put the uniform on. Like when you talk about, I'm awed all the time. When you talk about the, um, the real Batman, you look like, like the real, the closest thing to superheroes. Yeah, It's these people, right? Like when you think about how superheroes are built, right? Like there is like either the bat, you know, look, hey, the bat signal goes up and a guy who's in normal clothes just changes out of his normal clothes and he puts on some uniform, some outfit, and he goes to try to make whatever problem is thrown out that he didn't cause or anything. He goes and tries to fix it, right? And that's what you see with our first responders. Our first responders are by far the greatest of the generation, Um, these men and women who still put on the uniform, you know, and still go out and serve their communities and, and a shit ton of them volunteers. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a tough time
0: to be those things too.
1: It is, it is. It's not popular, right? It's not, it's not popular. It's overlooked. Um, and that's due to media, right? Like it's due to, you know, the, the. The, the bad, the the terribleness of, of politicians in the media trying to make them look bad, right? Yeah. Um, nobody's perfect. Like that that's the thing is, is like when they put that uniform, there's just another human behind that uniform who who said, Hey look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to help other people with their problems. Period. Um but yeah, I mean but still we we, we as long as we have sirens, the world's gonna be fine.
0: So I know that you're a pretty ballistic person, you know, dynamic isn't even the right word. You're moving in a bunch of different um ways, but it all really kind of seems to be focused in the same direction. As we bring this podcast home, you know, what are some of the last messages? Cause I mean, there's plenty of times I get the benefit of sitting down with you. I mean, my, you know, you're sitting there pouring into my son yesterday or today or whatever. You know, so like I get the benefit of hearing some of these things, but I the reason why I've never asked you on before and just the other day, I'm like, dude, why don't you come on and share some of this with others is because you inspire me. I know that you're inspiring everyone else that's going to be listening to this yeah. too. What other things would you like for them to know or or what would be the challenge or a call to action for them? Or what do you want them to know about you if this is the only thing they've only time they've ever heard from you?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, like, you know, if, if you're not, look, if you're not where you're at, like.
0: If you're not happy. If you're you not might.
1: happy. Like, if you're not where you're at in life or not where you want to be in life, Good. Um, then, then fix it, right? Do something about it. Um, you know that's what I tell people. Like if you're not like, if you are happy, that's fine. Right. Like it, it just be whatever makes you happy. And, and look, you know, again, back happiness isn't, it's not emotional. It's about, you know, it's, it's, it's about fulfillment. Right. And, um, you know, go out there and, and, and look, listen to yourself over the next week. I want you to listen to yourself. And what are the three biggest things that you complain about? Um, and I want you to, to, to start making a difference on those, start changing them, start, stop just complaining about them and start taking action on them. And if you don't want to take action on them, then quit complaining about them because they're not that important. And, um, you know, I, 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 I say, look, look, um, hard work, uh, always works.
0: See, it does solve a lot of problems, doesn't it? Um, how about this? You've written how many books now?
1: I've got two out and I'm on my third one.
0: All right. So the first one, uh, when did that one come out by the way? It's a New York Times seller. So. It is,
1: yeah, two thousand
0: into the fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you did one with uh, Rob O'Neill. Okay, and for those, Rob is accredited for
1: Rob killed Bin Laden. Right. Yeah,
0: and you and him wrote a book, and the the genesis or the thesis of that book is really focused on.
1: You know, it's 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 just focused on like stories of like putting you know like basically using military stories uh, we're trying to
0: inspire future generations yeah, to yeah. join the military and be need great soldiers sailors and airmen
1: we do we do because so let need, me tell you this like those stories got to get out there the stories got to get out there um so yeah so that was a, that that was my second one this third one is um, it's it's a book that's coming out and it's more about how i have put together you know this this methodical um, way to go through life right? Like the systematic approach to life. That's pretty simple. Right. And it's, it uses the dash, the dash is a technique, right? So detoxify, activate support and high and habitual, right? So turn around and, and, and that's the approach and it builds this whole book, builds that, you know, for leadership on how to be the best. That's like back to the basics for yourself.
0: I got you. And then, um, like it is a book written by Marines, so there's going to be a lot of crayons and yeah. coloring
1: in that book. Or? Yeah, it, it started out like um, <laughs> pop up. Well, it's kind of weird. Like I kept writing or calling my uh, my uh, agent, and he was like, "Did did you write?" I was like, "Yeah." You don't see it, and he's like, "No, no, I don't see it." And I'm like, "Well, shit." And uh, what happened was, is I kept I kept writing with crayon on my computer monitor.
0: Oh yeah, I could yeah. see that happening.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Listen, you're not supposed to take the joke I have about you and one-up the own joke I have on you. (laughs) Stop. That's like a dominance thing, I'm guessing, right?
1: Yeah.
0: What else? Um, How can people find you until the next book comes out? When's the next book come out?
1: Yeah, um, hopefully this fall. Okay. All right, we'll see.
0: And then... uh, there's, uh, I, you have your eyes in, you know, you have irons and fires on certain things. What would be the easiest way for people that are listening to you right now that want to hear your own podcast yeah. or hear other uh, podcasts your you own? You know,
1: go, go, go to uh, dakotamire 317 at, on Instagram, probably be the best place to go. Yeah. You, you, can go to you can go to dakotamire.com, You can go to OwnTheDash.com. <laughs> uh, so. And then
0: on Tuesdays, if they want <clears throat> to get on your podcast, they could throw in. Call in. They can call in. And just talk trash at you. I yeah. didn't even know this was People do. People do. Well, I mean, I now that I know that that's an option. I, I mean, can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, and thanks for inspiring me and, and everyone in my orbit. I mean, I know that I'm a better person knowing you, and I think that I'm a better leader as a byproduct of that. And I think everybody else that's going to listen to you, they can be better too, right? We're all uh, steel, sharp, and steel, right? So we are our brother and sister's keepers. We, we share a lot of the same. There's a lot of things I think that— we both have a lot of passion for. Do you agree? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And and helping others is one of them. So I'm trying to really make a meaningful impact on this incredible industry that is the best kept secret to most veterans. And at the same time, I'm trying to really also make a bigger impact on those guys so there's less of them that are out there harming themselves every day and they're bringing value in an industry that needs them the most. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing your story, man. I appreciate
1: you. I appreciate you letting me come down and be, you know, that you show me off. I appreciate... You know, Usually, you just make me like clean your toilets and shit. So, like, oh, it's man. really an honor that you'd like let me get on camera. I bet, like, you mark my face out or something. <laughs> Shut up. I'm out there mopping I, your gym. I know how it is. Your gym every it time is. I make like, a mess, I pee
0: myself one time in yeah. your gym and I have to mop up the floors every time I'm there. <laughs> so, uh, but listen, thanks for everything you do. I, I'm looking forward to having you talk to this entire audience that's listening at, at DCAC next month and then, um, Over the course of time, everyone's going to get to know what you're doing for the world on Owning the Dash. And hopefully, as a byproduct of that, they can contribute into helping you lead this campaign, this movement on Owning the Dash.
1: Cool, man. Well, thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it, brother.